G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. The story. I was a woman of hatred. I used to fight all the time on the streets in Warabinda. I used to swear, filth come out of my mouth. I used to blame my children for not keeping the house clean and, and all that. And then one day I sat down and I said to God, I said, Lord, God, wherever you are or who you are, there must be something in life better for me to do. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, last time we heard Carol Major share what it was like growing up as an Indigenous Australian and being taken away from her parents when she was only seven years old. She was eventually relocated to a home with other Indigenous children in Warrabinda in Queensland. This and other experiences bred in her a hatred of white people. But as we'll hear today, God eventually breaks through her hardened heart and brings about a tremendous transformation in her life. When we ended last time, Carol had met some pastors who made a positive impression on her. Now here's more of Carol Major sharing her story with Eric Scatterbo. Once again, she's joining us from Warabinda. I met a pastor. He was a pastor named Pastor Shay Taylor, mm-hmm. and gradually I started talking to him. We, 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 we used to see one another long from long distance, but we knew there was a connection there, but we didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So one day he came up and said to me, do you know Annie Rose and Uncle Bill Thorne? I said, yeah, I know him very well. He said, well, I'm going out there to um, do some baptism of their grannies. I said, oh, okay. I said, while you're out there, you might as well do my children, you know? But um, well, did did you have any belief in God and Jesus at that not point? Not at the stage. Not at the stage. But you wanted to have your children baptized anyway. Yes, I wanted to have it because I thought, oh well, if he's doing baptism for other people, I might as well get mine done. So, <laughs> um, so at that time, God didn't come in my life then. Mm-hmm. But as we gradually um, passed to Shay and his wife Leone Taylor, mm-hmm. they used to come out to Warabinda, and I used to be there waiting and ready, and we would usually have. Um, service down the creek at the back of my yard or under a, a big shed. And still then, I wasn't convinced. I, I thought I was just helping uh, Pastor Shay. But little did I know that um, God was working from the inside, you know, of me. Mm-hmm. And then um, we used to meet every Saturday until gradually I started loving and starting to know God. I, I was a woman of hatred, but I was a, also a woman of, of um, uh, I used to fight all the time on the streets in Warabinda. I used to swear, filth mm. um, come out of my mouth. I used to blame my children for not keeping the house clean and, and all that. And then one day I sat down and, and you know, and I used to gamble. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to, sitting down talking to myself, and I said to God, I said, Lord, God, wherever you are or who you are, there must be something in life better for me to do. And that's when the change, you know, started turning for me, where all those desires that I had were slowly taken away from me. 
And then come 2010, that's when I took my faith of my salvation and put my faith in Jesus. And I want to thank Pastor Shay for being that person that uh, led me to, to Lord Jesus. Amen. And what impact did that have on your life? That, that made a big impact on my life. My, my life started going according to God's plan. I'm a pastor. I've been pastoring the church for 10 years now. Yeah, how did that come about? I mean, it's one thing to become a Christian, but then yes. you also had to deal with all that hatred and bitterness. Yes, and that's when I found that missing puzzle to close that void in my heart, and that was Jesus Christ. And having him in my life started change the whole carol into a loving carol, into a kindness carol. And I still see that my enemies, you know, they used to be my enemies in Warabina, and now they're my sisters, and I can sit down and, and have a cup of tea with them, talk to them about the Lord, you know. And, oh, fantastic. And yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, I, you know, from the time I've been, been a Christian for 10 years, my life has changed to what I am today. And I want to just want to praise and thank the Lord for four godly men that played a big part in my life, and the, one of them was Pastor Don Hargrave. Now, he was so inspirational to me, and he was my, he, he still is my mentor. Mm-hmm. He's taken me through the studies of the Wesley Ann Methods. And there's a Pastor a Reverend Stuart Hall in Townsville, who's my superintendent, and he's been a, a one of uh, a good uh, mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Zane Harrington and Pastor Shay Taylor, those four godly men have made an impact in my life and turned my whole life around with um, support. And can I ask, these yep. these men that are so influential in your life, were some of them white guys? Yes. So God used only, some white guys only, who you had bitterness toward originally. He used them to help you grow and mature in your faith? Yes. They, they, they helped me through. And Pastor Shay Taylor, he's an indigenous man. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he brought me through. And still, he was pastor in the church, and now I took over. Mm-hmm. But we still have that um, connection. Mm-hmm. So he's still um, mentoring me as well. Yeah. And what happened in your life? How did the Lord work to tug you toward being a pastor? The Lord, well... Pastor Shay was coming out every every weekend, and I, I started to to grow, and he seen my maturity mm-hmm. and my spiritual growth mm-hmm. every time he comes out. And a couple of months time, you know, he see, and and he said to me one day, he said, you know, Sister Carol, he said, you've got a pastor heart, and I said, have I? <laughs> and he said, yes, you have. When um, Pastor told me that, that's when I just said, thank you, and I still continue in um, doing God's works in the church. I have youth group, mm-hmm. I have Bible studies with men and women, and run a church service on a Sunday, Sunday evening. And you're also still working for the Red Cross, is that right? I was working for the Red Cross as a um, domestic violence worker, mm-hmm. and then I moved out of there, and now I'm in, in with our or been a community justice group mm-hmm. uh, in a domestic family violence area. And, I, I, you know, I feel that God has put me in that area because I know the pain and suffering that some of the, the parents 
have been going through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just not something you read about in a book. You know about it personally. Yes. yes. So you can wear two hats. On the one hand, you're a pastor and ministering to the community spiritually, but also you're working for social organizations as well, helping out in that way as well. Yes, correct. But I'm also not only with the um, organization in Warabinda, I've also got a really good work relationship with other organizations that comes out to deliver their service in Warabinda um, once a week. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about um, Department of Youth Justice, mm-hmm. um, Department of Healum Yamba, um, just all the department, all the support services wrapped around domestic violence and counselling mm-hmm. and all, all that. Most probably um, half of that, you know, just coming out to Warabinda and having that connectedness with around family issues. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. But to be honest, yep. I have no idea how you have time to chat with us because look at all these things you're involved with. You're a justice of the peace, yes. in addition to being a pastor and also being involved in social organizations. Justice of the peace, and you're finishing your law degree, and also you want to become a vet. I yes. mean, I'm getting tired just reading your bio here. <laughs> yes. yes, well, you know, like I said, I said, um, don't ask me how I'd do it. But I know God is on my side. Amen. Yeah. And I'm I'm seeing here you also want to become an internal auditor. Yes. Uh, why is that? Oh uh, well, you know, just seeing um, our Indigenous Council uh, community that that goes through, you know, in like all the auditors come at are non-Indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Why not have their own our own First Nation people that come in and to audit their records? So you want to help out in that way. So it sounds like it's basically see a need, meet a need. And yeah. it sounds like you just meet that need by yourself. Yes. Yeah. As much as you it, humanly can. Yes. Yes. But that's still, you know, like I said, the more certificates that um, I, I get, you know, and this is to help our school leavers, that 12, that instead of them coming out of grade 12 and straight on to Centrelink, you know, that'll give them some kind of incentive, okay, this is what you can do instead of, you know, coming back on a community. Yeah, drinking, yeah. Smoking, you know, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of area that I want to help in our ministry where we can show the teenagers that there is more to life than alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. and domestic violence. Amen. You're listening to The Story. Our guest today is once again Carol Major from Warrabinda, who's sharing her life journey and giving us insights from an Indigenous Australian's perspective. It's great to hear all the ways Carol is involved in helping her community and how God has been working through her. And we'll hear more ways when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 
Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're back with more of Carol Major sharing her life journey and how God transformed her heart from being filled with hatred and anger to being filled with love and joy. In fact, she now has so much love that she's having a positive impact on her community in many different ways. Now, here's more of her conversation with Eric Scatterbo. And one of the ways you're able to achieve all these things that you're involved in is because you have a supportive husband and family. Yes, correct. Yeah. We, we see that share here in, in different um, communities, and that's what gives us, you know, the heart to say, okay, where can we help? What can we do? And, and I guess that's driven us to get those certificates and we've got to suit our family, our community, mm-hmm. and to strategize programs in that to tailor make to suit our community, to suit our people. Do you have any stories of people whose lives you've impacted in a positive way? Yeah, um, yeah, oh, especially Leonie Taylor, Pastor Shay's wife, mm-hmm. that is working um, with me um, through the CQ Uni in implementing um, programs for the youth through the ministry. There's a lot of, lot of um, programs you know, that we can develop. But um, I just want to thank um, Leonie, you know, for putting her hand up and walking beside me. Pastor Zane Harrington coming out to Warabinda, you know. It's a long way because he travelled from Townsville to Warabinda, mm-hmm. you know, um, once a month or probably in twice a month, you know, that you know, his love for the people, his love for to helping me get to to achieve, you know, what... what God predestined for me in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, you said that you were told that you have a heart to be a pastor. That was yes. before you were a pastor. But I don't think that that was probably a hard thing for them to see because you've always had a heart for helping children who were struggling. Yes. I mean, you've constantly been welcoming children into your home. Can you tell us about that? Yes, well, um, my husband and I, he was working on a mine, so we were just living off his wages mm-hmm. and my son children especially my my younger son Lawrence he would go to school and he would always bring a kid home no matter where he fighting at school or on the street coming home and he's in he asked him he said you you know you're right mate <laughs> and um he said um no I'm hungry he said well come on my mum will feed you give you clothes and give you a warm bed and then you'll wow. be right there to go to school the next day. So I had, my son, he's the one that brings the street kids home and, and in, we bought four through 60 kids. Wow. On the street, you know, and we did it on my husband's wages and then I started getting work and we, we were starting to build that uh, relationship up with the, the children, with their parents. So it sounds like you always had a heart for kids who are struggling and you're kind yeah. of a, a mum to the community. Yes, yes. And, um, like, you know, even with my children, my children have found, have got the same same strength like I've got. Yeah, um, a heart for people? Yeah, heart for people, you know, just helping out where, you know, when that person, you know, could be, you know, that I, I remember one day my my son now, he he was walking, and he, he seen this young uh, youth walking with his head down. Mm-hmm. And he come walked over to him and he said, oh, he said, oh, brother, are you okay? And he, his mate, that, that bloke said, no, I'm not. Little did I know 
or my son knew know that he was depressed. Mm-hmm. So he brought he brought him um, over to me and he told me what happened and we just I just prayed for him and took him to the hospital and now he's an electrician today. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. So, so you you're know, touching so many people's lives. Yes, yeah. I'm touching their lives every day. Even even the department that um, delivering their service out to Warabinda here mm-hmm. uh, sit down and you know I've always thrown either give them a, um, a Bible verse is always, I always say to them in Jeremiah, so that mm-hmm. God has a plan, mm-hmm. 29, 11 to 40, where it said God has a plan and purpose for, for you, you know? And that's my favourite verse that I say when I when I come in contact with, and I'm talking about non-Indigenous people mm-hmm. that come into um, our community in the world. So you obviously have a heart for hurting people, what about your children? Are they kind of following that tradition as well? They are, yes, they are, and um, you know, they and they know about God. They see my Christian walk. They support me, yeah. And my son, I've got a son named Brisbane that he works in the hospital. Mm-hmm. His name is Capen, and he was one of the the uh, one of my child that I gave up for adoption in 1985, and now he's come back um, in 2019 to witness um, me becoming a, a pastor here. So, um, yeah, tell us about Capen. So you were separated for several years because yes. you gave him up for adoption in 1985? Yes. Tell us uh, about so, Capen. Yeah, yeah Capen, yeah, because um, I gave him up because I couldn't... Um, um, at that time, back in the 80s, I was going through still a lot of um, domestic violence in my life, and and I couldn't... couldn't um, Keep him, so I went down to Brisbane and had him down there, and there I adopted him out. And I never seen him till the day um, he came up to um, witness me um, being a being sworn as a lay pastor for One More Fellowship. So you know we were thinking about each other all those years. Mm-hmm. Every minute of the day, I, I didn't stop thinking about him or didn't stop loving him. Mm-hmm. But I knew that he would come one day looking for me, and he did on the 19th of May, 2019, to see me um, become a pastor. Oh, what did he think of that? Oh, he was over, he, he was over the moon, he was so, so, you know, he was speechless, he didn't, he didn't know, you know, what I look like or what I've been doing, so that day now, um, he coming in and he's seen everything, so him and I, we sit and talk 24-7 now, and wow. he's um, gone to, uh, Write a, write a book, um, autobiography of, of me, and he's going to call uh, his book The Boy Who Found His Way Home. The Boy Who Found His Way Home. So how yeah. did he find you? He found me on that day, the 19th of May. Yeah, but how I, did he find you? He, he was looking? Was it hard for yeah, him to well, find you? Well, Pastor, Pastor my, the Reverend Stuart Hall, he done a flyer up in his um, uh, the celebration of me Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol Major come in as a pastor of the church and that was on Facebook so some of his mates said oh well if that's your mother that's your mum there's your chance to go and meet her and the family but yet it sounds like you guys reconnected and you're getting along so well I mean that's not well, always the case no we well you know well he wasn't didn't know what to expect is he going to be rejected mm-hmm. or loved yeah but, you know because of God my transformation you know, thanks to those those um, 
four godly men mm-hmm. um, that played a big part in my life as my mentor and still my mentor, that's Pastor Zane, mm-hmm. Reverend Stewart, Pastor Shay Taylor, and Dr. Don Hargrave. And if I didn't have those um, men, you know, in my life, just mentoring me and taking me through, I, I guess I wouldn't be the person that I am today, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. you are now pastor, Carol yes. Major, of the One Mob Church. Tell One us about... One Mob Fellowship Ministry, Wesley Ann Methodist. Yes. the Wesley Ann Methodist banner, yep. So what is life like for you now? Oh, couldn't get any better. <laughs> is that right? Uh, couldn't get any better. Um, I'm just keeping and uh, staying focused on God. My faith is getting stronger. Um, and I'm just pressing on each day. I take life as it comes. Yeah. And if God got an assignment for me, he'll let me know. But then I question, uh, okay, why is this assignment? What is for? You know, but I once I read the scripture, I said, okay, I know what you're talking about, God. Yes. Mm. So, you know, talking, speaking to God, having that time alone with him, just being in his word, being grounded in his word. Mm-hmm. And also... If anything that I can't, I'm not sure of, or, you know, find out another way, I always turn to my four four godly men, my inspirational Mm -hmm. men that um, can give me the advice that I'm looking for. And what do you like best about being a pastor there in Warabinda? You know, being a pastor out here is um, just feeding the flock, getting the, the harvest ready until... You know, whenever, whenever we're, we're the Lord Jesus is for his return. Just getting everyone, just preparing everyone. Amen. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Um, no, um, you know, it's, no matter where we are or no matter what you're going through, the storms that we go through every day of our life, we have different storms that are going. And mm-hmm. the storms that I'm yep. talking about, um, we're talking about our health, our financial health, our our marriages, our anything that that um, your the, the storm is is over, you know, it's it's overcome by the blood of Jesus by the cross. That um, we don't have to worry about it, we don't have to carry it. Just keep on following God, keep focus on God, and keep loving God, especially loving one another, no matter what color race you come from. Amen. God loves everyone. Amen. Yeah. And the thing that's so fantastic about your story is that, well, you've always had a heart for people, but God has transformed your heart. You had a heart of stone, I guess you could say, with the bitterness, but yeah. God has transformed that and softened your heart, and now you can just love people and help people, and that's what you're doing there. Yeah, no matter what circumstances and situation they're facing, mm-hmm. I'm always there to, to give that, that helping, humble hand. And your daughter is helping you there as well at the church. Yes, my daughters are helping. My even my got my granddaughters helping me um, with the technology each Sunday, helping me to um, help with the youth group, do some cooking. Mm. Yeah, so I got my family involved. Yeah, in, in, yeah, that's beautiful. Carol Major, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you, Erica. I was honored to be interviewed. 
Well, that was part two of Eric Scadabo's conversation with Carol Major, the pastor of One Mob Fellowship Church in Warrabinda in Queensland. And if you'd like to contact Carol, you can reach her through the Wesleyan Methodist Church website. It's wesleyan.org.au forward slash churches forward slash Warrabinda. Once again, that's wesleyan.org.au forward slash churches forward slash Warrabinda. Finally, it was great to hear all the ways that God is using Carol to serve her community in Warrabinda, both as a pastor and by doing social work. And it all became possible because God changed her heart from being cold and filled with hatred to being warm and filled with love. As the Bible says, a good person produces good things out of the good stored up in their heart. And that's what we've heard today. All the good things that are now flowing out of the new heart the Lord has given her. And we at Vision would also like to thank Carol for being involved in helping bring a Vision radio station to Warrabinda so that more people can hear about Jesus and have their lives transformed as well. Good on you, Carol. Well, thanks for joining us for Carol Major's wonderful story. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. In Nepal, it rains for, you know, extended months every year and... He was born during our third monsoon, uh, our third year there, and he was born tiny. He couldn't actually, um, he was too small to suck, and if he'd been in the West in a hospital, he would have been in the NIC unit for a couple of weeks, but we didn't have any resources in the middle hills of Nepal. Naomi Reed joins us from her home in the Blue Ridge Mountains to share her story and why she and her husband decided to leave a comfortable life in Australia to live in a country that was going through a civil war at the time. It was there that she wrote her first book, My Seventh Monsoon. We'll hear Naomi's inspiring story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.